Today's show is sponsored by the MultiorgasmicMama.com. If lack of confidence, low libido, or guilt and shame around your sexuality are the cause of your bedroom woes, you know, the hot wild sex you never have anymore, or the transition into motherhood that sucked your libido dry, let me help you get your mojo and magnetic feminine spark back. Magic, miracles, total self-love, and multi-orgasmic bliss included. See you at TheMultiorgasmicMama.com. Welcome back, everyone. We have a special guest today, Casey Johnson Axoy. Hey, Casey, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm so excited to be here, Lacey. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I just love that we have this huge, beautiful connection of so many amazing women in our network. And Casey is uh, someone that did the sex love relationship coaching training with me a couple years ago. And we were both in Greece recently, um, enjoying ourselves and just and basking in the um, beauty of Pussy Mansion. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to bring Casey on to share with us her story of sexual awakening and empowerment. So Casey, let's just start by telling us what you've got going on in your life right now, what you're up to. Yeah. So I actually um, am working for the sex, love, and relationship program that we did together. Um, I am one of the mentors for the 2019 class. And then I'm also um, the assistant program director. And uh, that looks like assisting students with logistical issues. Um, and then all the way to just, you know, questions about the program and how to maximize their experience and just really providing a level of support um, that makes them feel seen and held and loved through what is really a transformative process. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. amazing that you get to do this work on such a big level and impact so many women because there are like 200 women in the program every year. That's incredible. Yeah, it's really an honor to be completely honest to, you know, work with so many women who are not only in the process of transforming their own lives, but are committed to transforming the lives of others. And it's like, it's a reminder every day of how much this work is needed in the world. <laughs> so I'm excited to, to be a part of it. Yeah, awesome. Well, I would love to start with your story and kind of what was life like growing up for you? What kind of uh, messages did you get around sexuality? Uh, what was it like being Casey, little Casey? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, growing up, I grew up pretty religious. Um, you know, it was very much like no makeup. Uh, if you wore a short skirt, like the church would like talk about you behind your back. Um, I remember I was actually sharing this story um, with a friend a couple of days ago where I went to church and I was 12 years old and my nipples were showing. And um, my mother's friend came up to me and was basically like, you know, your nipples are show showing, you need to handle that. And at 12, I'm not concerned about like my nipples showing or my breasts being like sexual. Um, and I remember just moments like that really sticking with me. Um, 
my friend's father telling us like not to be fast, you know, like not to put your sexuality out there and that it was our responsibility to keep the, the boys and the men away and um, basically control their sexual urges. It was our fault. And so I grew up with like this real, this dual um, message of like sexuality is bad. Sexuality is not good and normal. You only use it between a man and a woman during marriage to have babies. There was no pleasure whatsoever. But on the other hand, I was also like, this very sensual and sexual child where I loved making out with boys. I loved to self-pleasure. Um, and so there was like this real mixture of, um, of shame and guilt mixed with excitement and pleasure around my sexuality. And in um, a lot of ways it shaped my sexuality as I got older in a sense of I was very free and open with my sexuality but it was only in the confines of a relationship it was only in the confines of me dating someone so I would always end up dating people that probably weren't so great for me mm. but our sexual chemistry was so amazing that I thought like oh it's okay I can overlook the way this person treats me I can overlook the way that they show up in my life because we have such great sexual chemistry. And the only way to express that is to be in relationship with them. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that lasted for, for a while, um, probably from 14, 15, when I really started to explore um, sexually with, with my peers, with boys my age, all the way up to... Um, I would say <laughs> until recently, probably like the past five years. <laughs> and the truth comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <thanks. laughs> I would say the same thing, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's really a part of my, my journey and I'm not, you know, ashamed of it. And, um, I really see it as a part of my, my learning, learning to, to love myself, learning to really own my sexuality, own my sensuality, own my pleasure, um, without the understanding of, um, you know, that my pleasure doesn't belong to someone else, that my sexuality doesn't belong to someone else, that it, it's my own. Um, I wouldn't have been able to make that con that contrast. Yeah. Well, I'm curious, how were you able to make that contrast? What it was like the, you said five years ago, something must have happened five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, <What happened? laughs> yeah so five years ago, um, man, I was a completely different like woman. Um, I, so I had met my husband and um, we dated for three years before we got married. And before that, like our sex life was amazing. You know, our sexual chemistry was amazing. And then when we got married, it just seemed to start to fizzle. 
And so I started to go down the spiral of like, what's wrong with me? I'm broken. You know, you know, why does he not find me attractive anymore? And so I put all this pressure on me to change for him. So it was like, oh, I need to like lose weight and then I'll be more attractive and more sexual or, you know, oh, I need to dress a certain way. I need to wear lingerie. It was like so much on the outside um, that I thought I needed to change in order to kind of find that sexual spark again, to find that vibrancy. And of course it didn't work. And I found myself just getting more and more depressed, more and more disconnected from my body, more and more disconnected from my sexual vibrancy that I used to have. Um, And I remember I was having a conversation with my best friend about this. And she asked me, she was like, well, do you still, you still masturbate, right? Like you still self-pleasure. And I was like, no. And she's like, Casey, (laughs) like I'm to be a sexual being. Like what is going on? And I really didn't have an answer for her at all. Like I just didn't. And so this continued for a while until one day I found myself um, like, this was the turning point. I was at a five-star hotel with my husband and my parents in uh, the southern part of Turkey, um, right next to the beach. It was absolutely beautiful. You know, people waiting on me hand and foot, like, you know, they're waiting to <laughs> fulfill any desire that I had. And I was so unhappy. And I felt completely like dead inside. Like those were the exact words that I used. That's how I felt. And I was like, something has to change. It's like either I'm just going to continue on like this or I'm going to choose life. Like, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what exactly that means, but I have to choose my life. And so... From that moment on, I decided to choose and accept everything in my life the way it was. I decided to choose my unhappiness. I decided to choose my turn off. I decided, decided to choose my depression and, um, and accept it. Like this is what it is instead of trying to constantly fix it. And so I, I started this journey of just constantly consuming anything that was like in this like spirituality and like meditation and self-love and self-empowerment and um, I remember a conversation I had with a woman like years before this point about Mama Gina. Mm. And I had looked up her virtual boot camp and I was like, Ooh, this looks good, but I don't know. It's too much money. Like, mm, I'm like, like, it's cool, but I don't think I'm going to do it. Maybe next year. And so I like put it on the back burner, continued on my road of like, you know, reading all these different spiritual books, like, um, Marianne Williamson and um, Gabrielle Bernstein and, you know, 
um, Daniel Laporte, um, and all of those resonated with me, but I still felt like something was missing, like something wasn't fully coming, you know, um, coming full circle for me. And so a few months after I had looked into doing Mama Gina's virtual boot camp from, for the, the mastery program, mm -hmm. I got in my uh, email box um, an email saying, Mama Gina is having her first, you know, live, um, free live immersion of mastery. And it's happening on this weekend. Spaces are limited. You know, if you're interested, sign up. And I remember just signing up, like not even thinking about it. I was like, my body was a full yes, and I signed up for it. And um, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Cool. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I don't know what to expect, but I'm gonna do it. And so I find myself, you know, the weekend of the live, the live immersion of. Um, of mastery um, of the School of Womanly Arts, walking to the auditorium and my body just like walking there for me because my brain was basically like, what are you doing? What is this? Like, this is a beautiful Saturday in, in New York. Like you could be spending it, like doing something else. Like, what are you doing? I, my body was just like, come on, we're doing this. <laughs> like, we're going here. <laughs> and so I go and I sit in the auditorium and a woman sit, sits next to me and we start talking and we have like this beautiful connection and then the lights go down and the mastery starts and my mind is blown because it is all about like connecting to your pussy connecting to your sexuality your sensuality and how it is truly like your your superpower mm -hmm. as a woman yeah and I was just like wow okay I never thought about this in this way like my brain is still like what the fuck is happening <laughs> like what is going on <laughs> and um I knew within like the first hour that I had to do it. Like I had to do it. I had to do it. And so um, that in itself, asking my husband to support me to do this was another stepping stone to finding my empowerment and my sexual awakening. And I remember calling him and I was like shaking and I was like, listen, I want to do this program. It's a lot of money, <laughs> but it's really important to me. And I remember him, like there was silence on the other side and he goes, we'll talk about it when we get home. And I was like, okay. I was like, okay. And my friend who I had just met was like, it's okay, Casey, like you're going to do this program even no matter what, like we'll find a way for you to do this program. We'll find a way for you to pay for this program. And so I get home, I have a conversation with my husband about doing the, the full on four month program with mama Gina. And he basically says, okay, 
I'll help you with the down payment, but you'll have to figure out the rest. And I was like, cool, I can, I can do that. And this was like a very, a very, very important part of my story because for so long I had been leaning on my husband, not only for, you know, all the satisfaction that was around pleasure and sex, but it was also like security and money and um, self-worth, self-esteem. All of that was like wrapped up into my relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And I knew at that point that I needed to take ownership for all of those things and that this was like the moment to do it. And so I did mastery and it blew like open my world because it started to bring my, it started to bring me back home to my body and my sexuality. Um, but also it started to remind me of like what it felt to be a sexual being, what it felt to be a sensual woman. And I started to like create this sense of power within instead of from the outside in. Yeah. And it just, it, it just led me from one thing to another. It led me to, finding a job, a sta like a really good stable job that eventually allowed me to pay for the SLRC, um, which I heard about Layla Martin through reading uh, Pussy, Mama Gina's book, Pussy. And so it was just like the synchronistic, like step one after the other mm -hmm. um, that really allowed me to like come home to to who I am and to really be able to shape and mold myself into the woman that I deeply desired to be and then some. Mm -hmm. And it has been such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful journey. Not easy, um, but a really beautiful and fulfilling journey that is just continuing and keep, keeps growing and going. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yes, I have like shivers right now. God, fuck yes, because this is so about a movement. It's about more than just you and I. It's about when you say yes to yourself to do this work, it inspires another woman to do it too. So we're not all here in this place of continuing to look for our partners to fulfill our every need or you know look for things outside of us like losing the weight or buying the sexy things that don't work <laughs> they don't work and there are a couple of things that stood out to me when you were sharing about the moment that you know you were such a full yes how did you know that you were such a full yes because I think a lot of women have that full yes and they know it and then they somehow override it and they try and talk themselves out of their yes I knew I was a full yes with each step that my body took toward, towards that auditorium. Mm. It was undeniable. And my body, it was the first time that my body was louder than the logical thoughts in my head. 
And, and you're right, it is really easy to override the feet, like the, 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 the yes in your body and to, to come up with all the logical reasons of why you shouldn't go or why you shouldn't do it or why you shouldn't pay for the course or why you shouldn't read the book or you don't have time to read the book. Mm -hmm. um, but when you know that it's like a full on solid yes, the, the, lo the logic in your brain like just doesn't make any sense. Like the moment when, you know, I looked outside and it's, a, it's in New York and it's gorgeous and not freezing cold. And your first inclination is to hang out outside with your friends and go shopping and walking around. And that moment my brain was like, oh, well, I could be spending my day like, you know, hanging out with my friends. And my body was like, no, you can do that any day. <laughs> what are you talking about? That makes no sense. And then my brain was like, okay, yeah, you're right. And like <laughs> another step towards the auditorium. And then it was like, well, I don't really know what this is. Like I, I'll probably, okay, I'll just check it out. And if I don't like it, I'll leave after like an hour. And then my body was like, okay, cool. Taking another step towards the auditorium. And to the point where I just, I couldn't, none of the excuses could stick. Like, yeah, none of them could stick. It was just like my, my body had full reign over what was going to happen. Mm. Wow, that's so powerful. It's so powerful to hear that, you know, eventually all of the excuses you give yourself to talk yourself out of it. <laughs> Your body has like an overriding ability and capacity to be like, uh, no, we're not doing that anymore because it feels good to say yes to something new and exciting and edgy. Something that's like a little bit mm, unsure that's something you're unsure about or that you know, it's going to be good. Mm. No, it's going to be good, but it's still like a little over your edge. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how many people um, start, have started their journey with Mama Gina too. I love that woman. Oh my goodness. Uh, she's amazing. Uh, yeah. And, and now I don't think she's doing the mastery anymore. I think she's kind of retiring or something. Yeah. Mastery. This is the last year of mastery. Yeah. Oh, well, now you'll just have to find another way <laughs> through people like me and Casey. And exactly. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion here. <laughs> cool. Well, the other part that really stood out was when you brought up that conversation about the investment to your husband and how you realized how much you were... I, and, and you didn't say specifically, but almost like seeking for his approval or his support, or I guess, you know, of course we all want the support of our partners to do this type of work, but like was there a sense of, I need his permission or I need him to be on board. Or did you just like, I don't care what he says, I'm doing this and I'm going to find a way. Like, what was that like? 
Oh, that was really hard because I was really, um, the day that I decided that I wanted to do mastery, I was in the um, frame of mind that I had to get his permission. Mm-hmm. And if he said no, it was a no. And if it wasn't for like kind of going back to like sisterhood and like you can't do this journey alone, like sisterhood is so important in this work. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have my friend yeah. there to like coach me and like hold space for me, it would like it wouldn't have happened because she kept saying to me, you are going to do this course, whether he supports you or not, we will make it happen together. We will figure this out. And in my brain, I was like, what are you talking about? It was like, she was speaking another language. Cause in my head, I was like, if he says no, it's a no. Like there is no negotiation here. And there is no me making this happen like happening on my own. And it, it, it was really painful in my head to understand the words that were coming out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I, and having that first conversation over the phone with him and he was like, we'll talk about it later. I just, I got off the phone and I just broke down crying and she was like, what happened? Like, what did he say? And I was like, he said, we'll talk about it later. But he sounded really angry and really upset that I would even, like, ask this question. And um, she was like, it's okay. Like, go home, have the conversation with him. And again, remember, like, we will figure this out together. Call, like, call me, let me know what happens. And figure out the rest and so it took me a while to deprogram the the thoughts and the beliefs that I needed to have his validation that I needed his permission to go on this journey to have this experience um and it was really interesting. The, the more that I changed my beliefs around needing his permission and his validation, his money, his full on support. Um, I was able to find ways to support my own journey. Um, he actually ended up saying like two months into the program, he um, randomly one day he was like, how much, more do you have left on your payment? And I was like, oh, I have X, you know, X amount. And he goes, okay, well, just go ahead and pay it off. Like, put it on the credit card. And what I realized out of that experience that it was like I had to show up for myself yeah. first uh-huh. before I could experience him showing up for me and fully receiving his support. Fun. Yes, I want to say that again, and I'm going to put my hand on the table because I'm like, fuck yes, that's how it happens, ladies. You are not going to have the money until you say yes first. No one has the money to sit there and say, oh yeah, I just have all this money lying around. I'm just, I'm just going to invest it in myself. It doesn't happen like that. It happens by saying, yes, I'm doing this. I don't know how it's going to happen, 
but it's going to happen because I said yes. And it's just like mm -hmm. having, claiming that, claiming it. And then the miracle happens. Then the thing happens that makes it work out. And I know this because I've been there too. <laughs> I, I was there with SLRC. I made 20, I made less than 25 grand a year as a doula. And the course we signed up for was a lot. It was a lot of money and I did absolutely did not have it. And it was such a full body. Yes. Just like you were saying, I was completely terrified. I did not ask my husband about it. I did not because I knew that he would never say yes. And I also knew that I didn't need his yes. Mm. I knew I didn't need it. I said, this is what I'm here to do on this planet. This is what I'm here to do for my, not only myself, but for my freaking kids and for other women. And no one is stopping me. And I don't know how I'm going to pay for it, but I'm going to do it. And, <laughs> and then I found a way to make it happen. And, you know, there's, there's that. And then here we are years later. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine your life not having said yes to yourself? No, <laughs> no. And I don't want to because no. if I had gone on the path that I was on, oof, my life. Yeah. No, I, I don't even know what that would look like. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can imagine I, I would just be in the same place, just depressed and sad and disconnected. And yeah, it would not be good. Yeah. Because I was really, really, the day I, I, I chose myself, I was at a crossroads, like a very clear crossroads. Um, and I knew that I needed to choose life. Like there was no, there were, it was literally being handed to me on a platter. Mm -hmm. And if I would have said, no, thank you. No, thank you universe. Like, I don't know where my, I would, I don't know where I'd be. Yeah. And it's kind of scary to think about, to be completely honest. Yeah. I hear, I didn't talk to a lot of women that are right there at that precipice. And then they have the thing. And then they don't take it. And it's so sad. It's so sad to watch them not take it because mm -hmm. you know that the sadness and the depression and the feeling like they're living small and they know it and they're just going to settle for that. It's hard. It's hard to watch. But that's why I'm bringing women on here to share that you don't have to do that, that you have that power to say yes to yourself, you know. Like you investing in yourself and doing the thing that's going to help you to empower who you are as a sensual sexual woman, it spills over into every other area in your life, in your mothering, in your relationship, in your friendships. My God, like, can you imagine not having all of y'all? Like, <laughs> yeah, and I know, like, it's scary. It's scary to say yes because being depressed being you know being sad it's like you've trained your body to do that for so long that that's the only thing that you know and you've connected that to surviving and existing um and so i understand the the how scary it is to step away from what you know and understand and have literally literally have 
trained your body and your mind to to live in for a really, really long time. And that another way of being may seem not possible, like a huge stretch. And you see women, you know, who are alive and like, it's like, I want to hold space for your transformation. And you're like, like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) I know like that can be really scary and a huge question mark and a step into the unknown, but it's, it's a process. Like you can just take one step. That's all. The first step is saying yes. Literally it's just saying yes. And then the next step is, you know, doing research looking into all these different, like, you know, all the different coaches or different books. Like you even start with books. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to start with like a coach. You can just start with reading a book or following someone on Instagram or on Facebook or reading a blog. Um, I mean, that's really how it started for me. And then it just snowballed mm-hmm. and you'll get to a point where you look back and you're like, whoa, look how far I've come. Look at all the steps I've taken and they all connect perfectly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the first step is, you're right, it's just saying yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm wondering how is life different after you said yes with your relationship? So how did your relationship change because of this? Because a lot of women are scared that it's going to change their relationship. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> let's hear it (laughs) yeah um yeah it was so the first year the mama gina year (laughs) um it really cracked us open it forced us to have some really difficult conversations it forced us to see what was not working in our relationship and why it wasn't working um and even like we even talked about possibly not being together anymore we talked about um you know um divorce we talked what it would look like if we weren't together and those were really scary conversations um you know this was a man that i met when i was 24 and i had been with ever since never broke up with him never had the discussions of breaking up. And then all of a sudden um, it was like, I don't know if I like you. And he's like, I don't know if I like you. (laughs) 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 I will say the one thing that I do feel that was really loving and supportive, like was super supportive in the process was there was like this level of love and respect that we had for one another that did make the conversations a little bit more bearable, but it was, it was difficult. But the more I started to step into my power and, you know, um, creating opportunities for myself by saying yes. So like I found, I said, I found a job and said yes to it. I started to, you know, make my own, make my own money, which was a big deal because I hadn't made my own money for like, a few years before that, um, I start saying no to him. You know, like I start saying no to him and yes to myself more. Um, 
I signed up for the SLRC too, is without telling him, which was a big deal. I didn't ask for his permission. I was a full body yes, and so I signed up for it. Um, and the more I started to show up in my power, he was able to meet me. And he just kept meeting me and meeting me. And I think it gave a it gave us the opportunity to start building our relationship on a foundation of actual partnership. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. And mm-hmm. I love that he was able to meet you there. I find that that's true more often than not, that when women say yes to themselves and step up, if they have a male partner, uh, the men often do as well. And sometimes they don't. Mine did not. So, which is why I'm single again. But there's no guarantees and that they will. But, you know, what are you going to do? Live your life knowing that I didn't say yes because I was afraid my relationship might not last. Like, come on, <laughs> you can't do that. Like, you've got to, you can't live with that, that guilt that like, oh my God, I didn't say yes to my own life. Like, I, I just wasn't going to have that option for my kids. I wasn't going to let my kids grow up with a mom that couldn't say yes to her life and to herself and her mission and her purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But I mm-hmm. love that, you know, he was able to step up for you and to meet you there and experience true <sighs> partnership. God, how beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... It was and it still is um, a journey, you know, like there it's still new concepts. <laughs> There's still new concepts to, um, that I bring to him that he recoils. But because I am so like in myself, like in my purpose, like in my power and a huge yes to my life, it doesn't, it doesn't shake me. Like um, I, I call them. Um, uh, while I was at the the Mexico retreat for the SLRC, um, and I was like, I just led my first goddess beauty and pussy ritual, uh, pussy worship ritual. (laughs) And he was like, he was like, oh, that's great. You know, (laughs) and, and, and then changed the subject. And, um, I wasn't so sure about my purpose here and, and like my commitment to women and my commitment to holding space for women's sexual liberation within themselves. That would have, I would have been like, oh yeah, womp womp, you're right. <laughs> like that's nothing to celebrate. But I was just like, whatever, not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, men will often just, they don't understand a lot of what women are going through on the deepest level because they've never had this level of repression. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't know this. They don't know how important they can know on an intellectual level, but they don't know it on a cellular bodily level, the way that we feel the Mm -hmm. repression. And of course they don't get it all. I mean, it's not that they won't try or (laughs) try and understand, but sometimes they'll just, you know, it might not be that important or there might not be that much to celebrate for them, but yeah, it's big for us because we're the ones making the the transition and the transformation. Mm, Yeah. I love that. (laughs) 
them. Thank you so much for sharing this amazing, incredible story and having this discussion with me. So many gems in here. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share about your story? Anything that you want to tell the listeners to wrap that story up? Yeah. Um, I, I want to end with, you know, no matter where you are in your journey, it's perfect. It is absolutely perfect. It's where you're supposed to be. Um, you know, you may look at myself, you might look at Lacey, you may look at any other woman who is on this journey and compare yourself. Uh, and say, I should be further along. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. No, you are where you are. And that's perfect. And there's going to be ebbs and flows. Uh, there's going to be peaks and valleys. And um, it's okay. It's not going to look perfect ever. But just, you know, just accept and love where you are. And everything will start to come together. I promise that I promise. <laughs> yes, to the acceptance and love. And you said it so beautifully that, that night when you were at the five-star hotel in Turkey. You said, I'm going to accept my sadness. I'm going to accept my depression. And then everything changed from there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Last question. Do you have one tip or trick that you could give us for becoming a multi-orgasmic woman? Explore your pleasure and practice it on a daily basis. And I know pleasure can be a big word, but pleasure can, for me, pleasure is having a vase of flowers on my kitchen table. That brings me so much joy every time I look at them. It can be, um, you know, cuddling with your baby with your kids, that's pleasure. It could be um, walking your dog and just being really present to the world around you. That can be pleasure. And just drinking in pleasure every single opportunity you can and seizing it and taking it and just making it a practice. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing and for being on and so enjoyed having you. Thank you. Um, it was such a pleasure to share my story and thank you for having me. All right. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye.